Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll disclose who the new CEO of Muscle Farm is and explain why even this industry veteran might not be enough to turn the sports nutrition brand around. But before we get started, I would love if you took 56 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me immensely in terms of extending the reach on my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Muscle Farm has a new CEO, and it's a name that supplement industry veterans will know well. Before I rip that Band-Aid off, Let's just talk about how I stumbled on this sort of public, sort of not yet public information. Most of my audience understands I was once employed by Muscle Farm during the early 2010s, kind of golden years when the sports nutrition brand was in its hyper growth phase. Even though Muscle Farm was once my baby, it's been 10 years since I used it as my springboard to launch my strategy consulting company. While the proverb, absence makes the heart grow fonder, would certainly describe how I feel about the experience I gained during my muscle farm employment, it doesn't hold up when describing my affection for the muscle farm brand. See, the muscle farm today is unrecognizable to the one that I left. Because of that, the closer I pay attention to it, the more I grow frustrated at how far it has fallen. So, I've learned to just kind of tune it out for the most part. Now that doesn't mean I don't roll my eyes at social media posts from time to time. That's how this all kind of started though. I realized a few weeks ago that there were some workout images that were being posted on the Muscle Farm social media that dated back to my era. You know, the UFC lead sponsor era, the associated with NFL noisemakers era, the hottest kid on the block, high contrast, black and white against that huge, bright, lime green MP era. That should make me smile, right? Maybe if those posts weren't cropped all wrong, blurry, with fonts that wouldn't meet any Muscle Farm brand standards back then, and I can go on and on. But that didn't even get a rise out of me that was big enough for me to explore any deeper. It was only after I got a question asked to me on Twitter that I put two and two together. Because of the quarterly financial update content that I put together for years, there's a small group of Muscle Farm retail investors that follow my commentary on the Muscle Farm company and overall the functional CPG industry. The person that asked the question about what I thought about the new CEO and who it was then proceeded to send me a screenshot of an Instagram exchange between Muscle Farm and a customer. 
the person stating to be the new CEO signed off as Big E. Now, Big E isn't a nickname that tells you much if you're not a supplement industry veteran, but those of us that are in the space and have been in the space for a long time know that that's Eric Hillman. After I reached out to a few people, it was confirmed that Eric Hillman is indeed the new CEO at Muscle Farm. Sorry, that was a bit of a long-winded story, but for the rest of this content, I do want to focus on some basics of who Eric Hillman is, what he's stepping into at Muscle Farm, and what could be on the horizon. Now, in 1990, Eric Hillman co-founded Europa Sports Products, a distributor that focused on nutrition CBG products that were mostly in the niche of sports and active nutrition. Up until very recently, and maybe it still is, I, I don't know, these are not really public numbers, it was the largest specialty distributor in the space. When Europa Sports Products acquired its second largest competitor, Lone Star Distribution, in 2016, the combined revenue was around a half a billion dollars. While things went well, at least initially with that business combination, cracks began to show with pressure coming from the changing marketplace dynamics. Now, you guys have heard me mention these time and time again, but you had the dissemination of the category, you had product proliferation from low barriers to entry, and a mainstreaming consumer effect that came with extra strength because technology changed the balance of power. These are all essentially the same reasons behind the struggles that happened at the vitamin shop, GNC, and Bodybuilding.com in the late 2010s. In 2021, Europa Sports Products went through a restructuring that saw a ownership change, a leadership change, and a name change to Europa Sports Partners. If you do you want to kind of learn more about all of this and what I perceived went wrong with Europa Sports products slash partners? I did a piece of content in May of 2021 on this matter, and I'll post it up here, right here, and I'll also link it in this content's description. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To my understanding, Eric Hillman left sometime in 2021, though he has been focusing on other personal and entrepreneurial passions for a bit of time before that. So what can we kind of expect out of the Hillman era compared to the Ryan Drexler era? This is just my opinion from an outsider's perspective, but firstly, I think Eric Hillman, at least from my perception, appears to be a much more hands-on operator currently. Secondly, Eric Hillman has a much longer history and experience with Muscle Farm. This is important because Drexler came in at the top and tried to keep catching the falling knife. Now, Eric Hillman felt and was a part of the heyday of Muscle Farm as a big distributor of them and knows the value of its heritage and looks to be leveraging it in at least the kind of legacy product or resurrecting some aspects of that. Thirdly, Eric Hillman has a great deal of equity in the market. If he wants to flex it, he can quickly get initial sales revenue up in the specialty channel, especially small specialty channel, persuade talent to pitch in, at least in his transformation plan, 
and rebuild trust with the supply-side partners like manufacturers and ingredient suppliers. This is just a snippet of my thoughts on what I'm admittedly still trying to form, but Eric Hillman isn't a chump businessman, and he has value here as the CEO. I give him all the respect for what he's built at Europa Sports Products and the overall impact that he had in building and growing the sports and active nutrition market over the last three decades. But the muscle farm that Eric Hillman is being handed needs a lot. The chance of getting back to the heyday of muscle farm, both in its influence slash impact and revenue, is a statistical anomaly. But even clawing back to the level of the last few years will be extremely tough. I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but let's kind of quickly look at this from the business and financial point of view. Now, on the business front, love them or hate them, after Brad Pyatt resigned, all the vision for Muscle Farm left with him. The last five to six years at Muscle Farm has been filled with the like chasing of off-brand trends. They've been kind of totally wrecking any semblance of brand standards and basically losing all emotional connection with its customers. Where does this usually lead you? Serving the wrong master. And what I'm kind of talking about here is chasing selling retail dollars. Without supporting the brand customer long-term, eventually velocities start to slow, and you can even lose those placements altogether. Muscle Farm had key customer risk with one retailer that was at an alarming percentage, and that was Costco. It's really a perfect retail partner within the last few years, especially in that HABA category, but only if you can meet their most important needs. They want operational excellence and consistent pricing strategy. You mix some external challenges with commodity inflation and internal strategic problems and kind of turnover with the weak financial position of Muscle Farm and the worst nightmare scenario easily happens. While it's not the retailer's fault, Costco also played a major role in that weakening of the financial outlook for Muscle Farm. Yes, it was the biggest driver of top-line revenue, but it also was high-volume, low-margin business that turned negative margin with the protein costs that were skyrocketing over the last two years, and Muscle Farm fearing what price increases would do to its relationship with Costco. Even with huge cost-cutting measures that have been taking on at Muscle Farm, the company could not sustain profitability. That led Ryan Drexler to continue to inject his own money into the company while also having to renegotiate terms of expired convertible debt. I think the last time I looked, the current debt load at Muscle Farm was a little bit over $20 million. With debt becoming even more expensive by the day and financing, really drying up for consumer companies that aren't profitable, let alone having a negative growth rate. Now I can definitely keep going and I didn't want to get into the accounting items and why Muscle Farm hasn't released its financials in 2022 because for this content, I wanted to keep this really kind of short and sweet because there's going to be a part two. I've been sitting on some information for days, but for ethical reasons, I'm not going to disclose it until I see public mentions. I'm not that guy. There's really no incentive for me to do that. So don't ding me for not sharing it yet. I promise when I do see public mentions, I will give my perspective on that, and it will be definitely insightful and impactful. 
I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 